What's going on, Say Loud Podcast? It is your host, Boogie the Beast. I am still in Phoenix, Arizona, back at the the office, as I'd like to say, because I've done quite a few episodes here now. Uh, I am here and blessed to be uh, around this man that is always booked and busy, but still finds time not only to help me out with my podcast, uh, believe it or not, uh, but also with this interview. And I I really wanted to get him on here, known him a little bit since high school, even though we didn't go to the same high school. And uh, you guys might have known him as... DJ Tycoon back in the day. Um, if you didn't, you're you're a new age fan of his, which is all great. But uh, I wanted to get my man on here. Nobody else than my man, Mr. Tyler Cole, aka DJ Take Two. Yes, two, yes, two. Yes. What's happening, man? Thank my you. God, Thank you man. for having me. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for joining me on this. Uh, kind of just wanted to give people the the idea of the the artist behind the turntables, or you know the yeah. I like to call you a social influencer now. Thank uh, you, Phoenix. I, yeah, so, I tried, man. Uh, I tried. A little bit about yourself, and then we'll kind of go into the passion that you've uh, grown to have, and yeah. you know some of the things that you have going for you, and uh, just to kind of give people an idea of what goes into the art of not only scratching but playing a set feeling your crowd out and right. then you know how to grow that into a, a business yeah. for yourself and get stickers yeah. <laughs> i got stickers today yeah i got stickers today special gifts man. Special <laughs> that was gift. so much love yeah. i'm slacking <laughs> but uh but yeah man tell us about yourself man where are you from originally yeah. um but for those that don't know i'm tyler cole aka dj take two um i am originally born and raised in phoenix shout out to phoenix <laughs> of course i love my city uh, I went to Chandler High School as a kid, as a yeah, teenager. So. Shout out Sea Town, right? <laughs> oh yeah, Sea Town. That's what they call. It. That's what they call it. Uh, shout out to Chandler Wolves, man. So I went to Chandler. Um, I played football there. Uh, I rapped. I danced. I, I kind of did everything in high school. High school was just such an exploration like phase, like just getting to know you in high school, getting to know you know even Bryce that you just did an interview with. Shout you. out Bryce. Yeah, shout out Bryce, man. Um, Bryce Michael Wood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just getting to know everybody, exploring, doing different things, dancing, rapping, and getting into music or um, getting into athletics was was such a beautiful phase, man. So uh, shout out to the high school for breaking me into all that stuff. So, so going into high school, did you or had you have played football before that, or were you only track and field, or like was it a lot of things that you just started in high school and you just flourished in? Um, so I was everything. Okay. But mostly, mostly I was kind of like track and field. Okay. And then they were like, "Yeah, you should do the football thing." And I, honestly, when I came to Chandler, I didn't have too many friends, hmm. so I was like, "Oh, I can make friends on the football I can make team." Friends on the team. Yeah, I could be like, I, I could be cool. That'd That's be fun. So I started to do that, and uh, I made a whole bunch of friends. Not only through the football team, through the track team. Try out for basketball. Anybody that's seen me play basketball know that doesn't work out well. Um, but I made all his life <laughs> yeah. for some. Yeah, for some. Not for all. Not for all. But um, it didn't work out. Uh, but I still made friends on the basketball team. That's and, what it's about. And, uh, yeah. What was the What was the environment like? Um, you know, kind of just being a powerhouse that as a powerhouse high school North high school shout out to North we only had basketball uh-huh. um, for like I would say maybe two years I was a swimmer right. but you know like people don't really go to swim swim you know hey, meets man. and stuff like that but uh, what was it like being around like a powerhouse where football was good basketball was good mm-hmm. men and women track was good oh, um, you know like what, what was that life like at Seatown 
Um, I think it's it's not something that you even notice until you're outside of it. So I think I don't even think it's really hit me until probably, you know, nowadays today that I was around so many big influential people or people that would grow to be great. Um, so, you know, it, when you're in it, you're just kind of in the moment. You don't notice too much, but you know, you, you kind of get to witness people come up um, you get to learn many lessons, but it doesn't hit you until, you know, years later and you say, all right, these are these are big influential people. And, you know, I've got to learn from them. I've got to see their craft. I've got to see, you know, how they made it, especially being right next to people like that or people that are in the NFL now or people that are in the Olympics now. Or, Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy to think. I was, I was thinking in my mind, like all the people who you might be talking about from what 2007 to 10 yeah at Chandler yeah and even before that or a little bit after that exactly man exactly it's just so crazy so you know I kind of every day I kind of go back and I I take lessons even still from like high school now that I'm saying you know they've practiced and they've done this to make it to these higher levels what can I do even today um that I can you know still make it to a higher level as far as DJing goes or even in life you know you want to practice the same kind of thing so that high school experience or just being around those people was such a valuable lesson that I still, you know, I still think about today. Very humbling. Uh, but, um, you know, how many, how many state championships rings do you have? When you say look back, I was going to cut you off. But I wanted you to finish it. Uh, how many rings do you have as an individual? Me? As the, as the team, yes. Uh, the team, I think the team has like four or five. <laughs> but I, I, I just always want to be transparent with people. I was never the best athlete. I was okay. And I was decent. I did all right. So Tyler only has one ring. But the track team... That was humbling. Yeah, yeah. That was a very <laughs> humbling thing to say. I, I just, only have. I only have... Like, I want to let people know <laughs> that the track team has multiple... Even the football team has multiple now. But Tyler, DJ Take-Two, literally only has one. He I was, only <laughs> has one only. under his name. <laughs> That's what's up, though. Yeah, um, man, it was good. So going off out of high school, uh, that took you into college for football? It did. And track or just football? Just Were football. You, okay, and just you went to Fort Wayne, right? Fort Hayes. Fort Hayes, Fort Hayes. excuse yeah. me. And no, where was that at? It's in uh, Hayes, Kansas. It's in the middle of nowhere, um, two hours literally away from everything, like yeah. Wichita or Salina or everything. Like, it's in the middle of nowhere. I think all we had was a subway and, like, a Taco Bell, and that was, like... That's lit. That was, <laughs> That's so That was crazy. so amazing. A, like, a training camp, almost. Yeah, What man. was that, like, the dynamic of, like, you know, you were academically, obviously, uh, forward or correct yeah. um, in your life, because I know your parents, and they're not strict, but, you know, they, they expected a lot, and you guys delivered. Man, yes. Um, but what was it like when you got, like... An, a, like a letter of like hey we've been looking at you we want you to come like what was that like man um, i never got that so i, I lived <laughs> through other people's stories man it, so it you was juice it up it was it was it was good it felt it felt really good to know that um i had something to kind of fall back on i don't i don't want to say fall back on but look forward to in a way um and it, it, it was a blessing because i don't know my father was always like I, he was always joking but i could tell there was some serious tone behind it that was like either you get a scholarship for college or you might not go to college because hey. uh look hey, here son. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you're gonna son. need to get some yeah exactly <laughs> so when the, you know when you get a letter like that or you get any type of letter in the mail that's like you get some type of money or we're looking at you or anything like that was brought so much joy to my heart because <laughs> i was like man one i can get out the son. house two <laughs> i don't gotta stress my pop and mom out so much so it, it was good man it, it felt it. really good man. and then how many years did you do there um, I only did, I did two and a half years. Okay. I did two and a half years before I stopped playing football. Um, 
and uh, it was time to come home. So once you stop playing football, once once the money kind of fades, out of state tuition is no joke. Uh, <laughs> Y'all hear it? Y'all yeah. heard it? <laughs> out of state tuition is crazy. And then uh, so you know, mom and dad were having that. So uh, it was definitely time to move home after that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, I brought my ass back home, man. And then when you came back, <laughs> did you jump right back into school? Or what was the kind of, like, you know, I'm back process? Um, the I'm back process was, like, I need to do something now. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was, I need to move forward instead of taking steps backwards. Because I think what happens, and I see it often, whether you, you know, you're from Phoenix or not, whether you're... Wherever you're from, I see people, what happens is they move back home and they get comfortable because home is a comfortable thing. Your mom and dad are there. You have family there. You have friends there. You know the city that you're from. Of course, you know, so it's a comfortable situation. And one thing I I didn't want to do when I moved back home was be comfortable. Mm. So It's very easy to do out here. It is. It is. It's so easy. So um, even moving back here, I, I just wanted to not be comfortable. I put myself in situations that weren't comfortable. Um, Such as, you don't mind me asking? Oh, man. I, um, I, I didn't want to live with my parents. So when I moved back home, I was like, all right, I, I got no place to stay. So I was like, all right, so I'm, I'm going to bum it off somebody's couch for a while. Or, wow. you know, I, I'm going to try to shoot for friends' houses. I'm going to, you know, apply for places that I know I can't live, but I'm just going to shoot my shot anyways. Y'all you know? hear that? Shoot or shoot. <laughs> yeah, Shoot man. or shoot. Yeah, I tried. I tried everything, man. I, I tried to get for home loans that I, I didn't get. I got denied for everything, man. So um, it was a process coming back home. Luckily, I would say I did stay with mom uh, for a little bit, but... But luckily, I think it was maybe three months, maybe less than that. That was just like, man, I, I got to go. It was time to go. So I just tried to, you know, make a different situation for myself rather than coming home and being comfortable at my parents' house or coming home and getting into the same situation I was in before, you know, I went off to college. Hmm. And uh, so, like you said, you came back, you stayed uncomfortable, pushed yourself. Right. Um, did you get into school once you you know like kind of got uh acclimated again or did you go straight into did you find a job what was one of the what was one of the first like i guess you say next big, next big steps that you took <laughs> um yeah uh i the one of the next big steps was getting back into school mm-hmm. so um that was always ambitious of, of that was something to be ambitious of in my family of course because my parents always wanted to push me to you know go to school that's not something uh, that's not an opportunity they had. So they always pushed me, my brother, my sister to just go to school, you know, get the education um, and, and finish. They never taught me to be a quitter. So I always wanted to finish. So even, you know, in the middle of everything, I didn't know where I was going to go to school, but I knew I was going to I was going to finish. Somehow, so, yeah, some way. Somehow, well, I'm finishing. Yeah, exactly. Devry, you better start answering my <laughs> yeah, damn man. emails. Look, ICDC College. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good, man. I, I, I got back into school and... Um, I just wanted to prosper in those areas. If anything, we always call it like a, I feel like, especially in the ball, in, in the black community, we call it like a fallback plan. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like plan A and plan B. And I, that's why I was always taught to have like a fallback plan um, just in case, you know, all else fails. You got the education, you got the degree, you can say what you have, um, you know, you have something physical, like, you know, having a degree. So what did you end up getting a degree in? I got a degree in communications. In, Shout uh, out to communications. Yeah. Shout out to the PR world. <laughs> yeah, ASU uh, communications, uh, public relations. It was good, man. It was good. I, I think I learned uh, so many things, not just from that, not 
from the classes particular, and I, I think I take this in life with me today, it's not the classes in like the books that taught me so much, but the life in walking around campus and shaking hands and meeting new people that taught me like the most that I, I value today. You know, it's not, it's not any, I can't remember anything that I remember from a book. I can't remember anything. Like, to be honest. That's crazy. That is true, though. You know, it's, it's a lot of soft skills. Yeah, it's, it's all been in shaking hands and meeting new people and, and learning from their experiences and, you know, um, kind of learning from my own experiences that have taught me to get where I am today. Would you um, prep yourself um, or anything that you would do to prep yourself leaving high school um, or, you know, like your senior year of high school? knowing you know or if you had an idea that this might be coming up you know in the future mm -hmm. to prep yourself i guess you could say not only leaving to go out of state but kind of like a part of your fallback plan that you didn't think of or put into a, a thought process essentially if you um, could go back would you have added anything um i would i, I would definitely say shake more hands mm -hmm. shake more hands if i could have met more people um I, you know, I, I think that's just part of being young is, you know, you're kind of young and you're shy and you don't shake as many hands or, you know, even even if you're in around greatness, you're kind of shy around the greatness. But I, I think it's uh, being ambitious towards that and, you know, being in certain areas because even in Kansas, I was around, you know, guys that went around to the NFL and, you know, I, I think I could have made better connections. I, I think I could have, you know, been been more outgoing I, even though I thought I was outgoing, I definitely could have been more outgoing. Or, you know, I see guys on, you know, on the TV now that I'm like, man, I, I've seen him somewhere. I know him somewhere. And, you know, we end up having a mutual connection, but my connections just aren't strong enough sometimes to where I'm like, man, I, I could have shaken one more hand to be a Get little that bit. face clout. Right? Some yeah, right? Clout. Just to be a little bit closer, man. Just to be a little bit. I feel that. You are now tuned into the one and only. Say it loud. Yo, say it loud. Say it loud. Come on now, dog. Best podcast I've ever listened to. Say it loud. Say it loud podcast. It's lit. All right, once again, we are back. Say it loud podcast. It is still your host, Boogie the Beast, and it is still one of my, and one of my only behind-the-scenes people on the podcast, <laughs> DJ Take Two, also known as Mr. Tyler Cole. What's happening? What's um, happening? First and foremost, yeah. uh, if y'all can't really hear it, they are playing bangers in this coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the first? I forgot the first song that came on. I don't know. Um, but right now they're playing. What's the name of this though? Uh, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> All right, but you I'm know slipping, what? I'm slipping. No, what do you call something? Uh, I want to say Donnell Jones. <laughs> I don't want it. This isn't Donnell. Well, we'll get to it. But nonetheless, you know, kind of <laughs> just to connect that in. Um, so you know, you guys heard it. How you went through, and you know, it's always—it's not always about what you got a degree in, but it's always about the network, the people, the soft skills that you did, the soft skills that you took away from it. Yeah. Um, so you came back to Phoenix, a uh, little rough start, got back, got done, finished out, um, grinded, stayed uncomfortable, and then you went into a new found, I would say, career path because um, you didn't necessarily do it as professionally as you do it right now. Right. And now you've learned a lot and crafted a lot, and yeah. uh, you know, I kind of wanted to talk people through it, so. Your first internship, uh, what oh, was it? Man, my first internship um, was with the radio station. With Yeah, the Phoenix radio station. So uh, Power 98. I think it was my first, and I want to say only internship. Wow. Only internship. What got you into that? Like, when did you hear about that? Like, how did how did that come about? Like, was um, it just on Craigslist? Like, no, man. I... Um, I it came from shaking hands. I, I knew some people 
Um, shout out Jared, Jared Payne, Jared Payne. I don't know if you ever really did. You got to you got to meet Jared? Jared well, mm, we'll talk maybe because no, he doesn't live here no more, right? No, not at all. Jared, he lives in New York too. Yeah, Jerry Sylvester. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, oh, my bad. I used your government. I used your government name. I, I was saw like, it. wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, that sounds yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. I used shout your out government. to Jay Sylvester, <laughs> Mr. Matt Gala himself. Yeah, yeah. Makes it onto another episode somehow. Exactly, man. Exactly. I got to meet him. And um, through mutual connections, he was like, man, they do an internship at the radio station. He was like, I think you would be grateful. So um, he kind of threw my name out there um, and I, I got linked up with them. Unpaid internship. I got linked in and um, I, I made I made the cut, as you can say. Like, I kind of made the cut. There was I, what's crazy is we start out and it's been it's always like this. We start out with like probably about 20 or even more interns and by the time we got done interning it was probably about three of us mm. it was so it was like, like a scratch off every yeah week it was crazy but people eliminate themselves people don't show up people don't take it seriously you know so i mean and, and life happens so you know that those things are understandable but man it, it was it was a blessing to be like one of the last three standing <laughs> what all did the internship entail um not only like the people like not tough enough but like mm. what just well, can you walk us through the process of being an intern DJ? In a um, sense, I, I think what's crazy is I, I wasn't like an intern DJ at all. Is is getting into the music industry, and I think that's like um, maybe a misconception that's even there is like you know even interning or working wherever that you're 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 going to get the opportunity to be in the same spaces as the great people are. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were interns, we didn't get to go into the studio at all. We didn't y'all get listening. To, yeah, I hope y'all listening. Yeah, we didn't, didn't start out as the DJ. Nah, not at all. We we didn't get to talk to like the host at all. I mean, they came and talked to us like as presenters, like this could be you one day type of thing. But we didn't get to sit there and you know watch them as they worked or anything. They were like, here, you're gonna move these speakers in a hundred degree weather. Like you're gonna, gonna get to high in, school to yeah, high school. Yeah, you're gonna go to high school to high school. You're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna be the street team. You're gonna put your you know feet to the street and you're just gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, we don't need you for anything else. This isn't your claim to fame. Like this, as an intern, it was it was it was rough. Like they want you to work, and, and that's what we did. But it's something that you learn to appreciate because you know you are around greatness, and you know that you're working for something uh, something greater. And biggest thing I wanted, and the reason why I wanted him to say that is because you'll start to hear it as he grows into his background as a DJ um, now. But he started out at, in a soft skill, once again, something where he was uncomfortable, something that he's never done before. Um, as you know, like a street team, like hook this up, connect this, go here, go here, drive here, drive there, represent us, be on time, yeah. do this little extra thing for you to be remembered to get to his final point. Or not his final point, but the point of destination. And, you know, now he's now he's on to bigger and better things. So going right. through that, you made it tough enough team, making right. the band, however you want to say it, Survivor, <laughs> yeah. Scratch Off, yeah. three of you are left. Um, when did they or how did they approach you to be like, do you like DJing? Like, how, how did that come? Oh, man. How it did was... Tycoon become DJ Tycoon <laughs> to take two, essentially? Oh, man, it was it's actually a funny process because... I didn't. I failed. Like, I, in a sense, I didn't fail. So, like, we they only take about one intern or only when there's a job opening. So there was one job opening. And my friend, my, my good friend, his name is uh, Plaz. Um, Plaz? No, not Plaz. Oh, like, I was like, wait but a like Plaz with the P-L-A-Z. What are we um, doing here, damn it? We've been <laughs> on tour. No, my good friend, uh, P-L-A-Z, man, he's a, he was one of the other interns, and he made it. 
Like he made it for real. And I, I did. But it was okay. I was okay with it. But what it was just, it was heart crushing almost, you know, to know that I went through the whole process and they were like, all right, well, we're going to hire this guy. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. So well, I, thank you. Know, you. Yeah. Essentially, essentially, I failed. But what, what was a blessing was that um, I stayed consistent in doing what I was doing even before. Months later, months later, they called. And um, after they called, they were like, look, we have one more job opening. We thought you were a good person. You worked very hard, and we would like to offer you this job. I was like, man, that's perfect. And, and, that's, what, and that's, what, and that's, that's when it was... Yeah, that's when I got officially onto the radio station, but I, I wasn't even DJing. I was still working like as an assistant. Um, but you and, got hired. Yes, so but I got it goes. hired. Now it's paid. Yeah, now <laughs> we're paid. Yeah, now we're getting paid. Now Some we're getting coins. paid. Yeah. Um, but turning DJ Tycoon into was, you know, it was it was just being on the street. I did house parties, man, and that was that was. If you know, you know. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, man. If you were there, you were there. Okay. Exactly. You had to be there. But it was it was you know doing house parties and getting my name out there. That was like, hey, I do this. And talking to you know the radio station management, hey, I do this. Um, I, I want to do this, but uh, you know they kind of don't take you seriously. You're just you know 20 year old kid. That's like. Whatever. Yeah, cool. Yeah, sure. Shot on the head. Yeah, sure. Good, good yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm sending in demo tapes. I'm like, check me out, you know, check me out. But, um, you know, they didn't take me seriously until um, until I, I really started to take myself seriously. You know, I had I had content to show them. I had, you know, I, I could present myself in a, in a formal way to say that I take myself seriously. You guys should take me seriously, too. Um, and if not, you know, I'll, I'll continue to show you. But um, all it took was, you know, for one person to say, all right, let's give him a shot or let's, you know, let's let him mix out of high school real quick and, and see how it goes. And that's really all it took. Do you remember the them. high school? I don't. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, want to. It's one I of those friends. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, what's crazy is it's just funny. It's like fuzzy. Like when I first started, it's so fuzzy how, how I jumped into it because yeah. it all seems like I just jumped into it and like I hit it's the like ground. It's like double dutch. Right. All right, I, jump. And yeah. you're like, okay. Perfect. And I hit the ground running, man. I hit the ground running so fast that it was like, all right, you'll mix out of high school. All right, well, maybe you can mix out a concert too, like just in the streets, whatever. Maybe you're still not good enough to put on the radio. And then I was like, all right, let's give him a chance on the radio. And it, it feels like it happened so fast that, um, you know, I, I can't even, I, I can't even remember, you know, my first event or, you know, I feel... I feel bad sometimes because people are like, oh, I remember my first event. I remember my first. I, I can't. I can't. It's That's how you know that resume is building. No. That's growth right there. It's been amazing, man. It's That's been dope. amazing. So because you went from, I want to say the midnight to 3 a.m. set. Or, uh -huh. And then it was it was 8 to 12, I want to say. Or yeah, something like man. 9 to 12. Yeah, it was just and, I, uh, I got earlier. I got I moved up in the ranks. And I, it was just, it was slowly but surely. It used to be only like on a Saturday when they didn't even do ratings, like the twelve to three slides, like they they don't they don't pull ratings for that slide, so you can kind of you can do whatever. That's what's but up. they, you know, yeah, at least you're not gonna mess up the ratings, right? But you know, um, so they moved me up, and you know, it was only like a Saturday spot, and then it was like a Friday, Saturday, and then it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then it was like you know, you know, we'll may, maybe work you into the week or different things like that. So um, it, it had been a blessing, man. It had been a blessing to you know. Just continue to work. And now where can you say you are as far as, can you walk us through a Monday through Sunday? So people understand that from the internship into a street team, into an assistant spot, into a 
you know, maybe a high school that we're, we don't remember the name of or <laughs> into a, you know, a quinceanera, that Power 98. Like, can you talk us through what does a Monday through Sunday just DJing look like? Because uh, I know you do other stuff, but Monday through Sunday. Monday through Sunday just DJing is like Monday. I There's a couple spots that I might DJ at on a Monday, but that, that's, that's so random that I don't like to count on it. But Monday is always preparation day, um, kind of my breathing day. Um, I just, I take it easy. I take it slow on my Mondays um, and get into my craft. I kind of, I kind of put my laptop down and just chill. Um, Tuesdays are um, my preparation days where I'll, um, I'll start to get stuff scheduled out. I'll make phone calls. I'll, I'll return emails. So if you're waiting on an email from me, <laughs> you might have to this wait till This was recorded on a Tuesday. Yeah, Shout out. Like I said, he's booked and busy. Yeah. All emails were sent today. So if you didn't get one today, um, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll return emails, I'll uh, do phone calls, I'll book stuff up. So today was that day, um, and I'll try to do that. Wednesday is my super preparation day where I'll start to download music. I'll start to get in the mindset where I'm like, all right, um, this is what I have to do, and I know I'm going to be busy throughout the week. And then Thursday is like the jump-off day to the weekend where you know I, I'm de- I start DJing on a Thursday. Um, and everything else from there is kind of like a blur. You know, I, I DJ Thursday. And then I'll DJ a Friday night, whether it's a birthday party, a wedding, or whatever. Um, I'll DJ a Saturday, um, and then I'll, I'll DJ a Sunday from time to time. Um, it's been more consistent lately, but yeah, I try to take Sundays to breathe too, but Mondays have become my breathing day because yeah. I've been booked up on weekends. But Thursday through Sunday is such a blur, but I think it's important to take you know time to breathe. So you know Monday um, is especially my day, but one, Monday through Wednesday, I can say like, you know, I try to put my laptop down for a little bit. I try to, you know, take the earphones out for a little bit. I try to even not to listen to music sometimes just to say, you know, just to breathe, just to just meditate. To yeah, just to relax. And, matata. You know, just to kind of chill out, man. It's 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 a blessing, man. It's what, good. What, uh, and that and that's 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 all amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally, if you follow him on Instagram, you, you understand he's very humble about his bookings. But uh, I try, man. He's usually, he's usually back to back to back to this day to back. To the gas tank on E, which I'm going to get to one of the segments. <laughs> talking about your Instagram, yeah, man. Um, back to back to back. Um, what's the what's what is what makes you keep going? Like what it, what about DJing has become the passion of TJ Take Two? If you is that like a split? Would you say you have like an alter ego that's Take Two, or like are you just all one person? Um, I try to be all one person, but I, I definitely think when I'm DJing, I take on a different, you know, a whole different uh, personality yeah. that just. You know, I, I kind of go crazy. A little so bit. speak. So speaking of the going crazy, then mm-hmm. if you could bring Take Two in right now to this uh, interview, or yeah. if he's been here, mm-hmm. um, what what is the passion <laughs> behind why you keep doing? Like, what is your why? I've, I think my passion is my passion is, um, you know, if I could say a person, my passion would be my mom. Is to see her. You know, she struggled a while, but to see her prosper in so many areas, and she still goes to school. Like. She got her master's degree, got like a PhD, but she's like still going. She got like a PhD. Yeah, like, like she's the highest level yeah. of education. But she's like still going to school and she's still like, I, I promise you, I kid you not, I think I work hard because my mom works hard. Literally, mm-hmm. she'll text me at 2 a.m. and I'm like, why are you up? So why? I just my last piece of homework. Yeah, you feel me? And she'll be like, oh, I'm about to be up, but like, I'll go to sleep now, but I gotta be up in like three hours. I'm like, what? How? Yeah. How? Like, if, if she can do it and she's, you know, 50 plus, I, I know I can definitely do it. So um, that's one of my inspirations. But I, I definitely think just 
from a DJing standpoint, I, I try to remain humble, man. I, I've done a couple things, but I think the music industry works so fast that it's it's like a so what situation. Mm. Like, if I could go back, if I could go back. So there was this, there was an instance in Kansas, right? Um, and this is kind of where I started DJing, right? So I started at a club in Kansas, and Ooh. It, it was it was really cool. I started like on a on a Wednesday night where nobody was there. It was like karaoke, whatever. And I worked my way up that way. But there was this guy. I don't know if anybody remembers this. His name is J Dash. Yes, okay, okay. this was like one of the first viral dances. So I and I DJed for him, right? <laughs> I promise. I kid you not. I, I feel like we can still look this up somewhere on Google. But I DJed for him in Kansas, and that was like one of his first shows before the dance went viral, before everything, right? But like in that instance, going after that, I thought I was, it was like I made it instance. Mm. But I found out, I soon found out like that it's a humbling experience because after that, after I left Kansas, after everything like that, even to put that on my resume, everybody was like, so what? Mm. It was like, you know, the music industry life in general just moves so fast that it's like, you know, it, it, it's nice to mention things that you did, but it's, you know, it's the world is always like, oh, oh, oh what, do you, what can you do for me now type of right. thing. What's next? Yeah, what's next? What, what can you bring to the table now? So, you know, I, I think that's what always keeps me going. It's, it's a humbling experience in that way. Okay. Okay. So now you're on, uh, you know, to, to, to consistency and, and growth and... You've probably seen he's been on tour a few times. Yeah, um, Dang, a couple you know, times. Yeah, I was gonna say how how was you could just just one. I'm I'm not gonna ask. You don't have to say who it was because um, I don't feel like getting jealous. No, nah, no, nah, nah. <laughs> no. What, what was it like when they're like, "Yo, your set was dope. I like I like your vibe. Come on tour with us." Um, it, it's a it's a good experience. It's nervous. It's nerve wracking because you don't know, especially especially with artists. I feel like they're they're like the hardest maybe most sensitive people ever especially about you know any artist is sensitive about their their stuff you know right. somebody came on here and was like and your podcast is trash you're gonna you're gonna yeah, feel I'm something hurt. I'm yeah. a, we gonna square up yeah you give me a reason yeah, you feel me? yeah man it, it, it hurts so even if somebody comes up and says my dj sucks i'm like you know it's it's i know people are sensitive so it's weird coming into situations um or you know getting to shake hands with people that you really really don't know and they have their artistry and stuff like that but it's so humbling to, you know, hear somebody be like, you know, I, I, I like what you do and I, I like it good enough to do it with me, to collab, to, you know, take you somewhere, to fly you out somewhere, to, you know, put Ooh, some more money in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get to that yeah. level. Let me fly you out. No one in these streets, they fly me out. fly you out. That's what's up. Um, so, yeah, speaking through all that um, and now, like I said, on a consistent, consistency and all that So excuse me. What uh as as an experienced DJ, I wanted to ask, these are the few questions I wanted to ask. Yeah, man, it's kind of like a jokey joke, but kind of cool. Let's do it. Um, what are the top five never like these songs will never die when it comes to getting like lit, man? To you personally, to me personally, the these in, songs in, are like damn. I've heard these songs forever in my set. Um, I could probably say, Boosie, wipe me down. Ooh. is is definitely. Off the chain, still, still, drop it anytime. I would definitely say uh, March Madness. Dress it up and make it real for me. Um, is is a crazy club lit. Um, Dreams and nightmares. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was.
was finished. I don't think we'll ever, ever die. Especially with the story of Meek Mill now. Right. Like, Dreams of Night, well, it's never going to die. Um, that's three. What else can I give you? Uh, um, who else? I can't even... Like, Drake. You could literally play any Drake song. I, I don't even have a specific Drake song. Do you song. think Drake's discography is, is pretty much a forever, a forever, ever? Like, I do. Do you think he'll be forever, ever? I do. What's crazy is, like, I've been, I've been kind of going back now. Is it weird? It's like... I almost don't think people have like flagships. Like and when I say flagship, it's like that song. Like Michael Jackson has Thriller. Michael you, Jackson has Thriller. Michael yeah. Jackson has Thriller. But like, what's weird is like even the people that are great now. I feel like, and this is a conversation. Tweet me at me. It doesn't matter. I I, I feel like people don't have a flagship. Like, mm. what's the one Drake song you can drop in that that no matter what generation, what whatever, that you can drop. I don't know. And you know, it's weird to take it to the next level. I feel like Beyonce almost doesn't have one of those. Single Ladies is like it. Mm. That's it. Ooh, you better tweet him. I want to hear about I'm, I'm, I'm really saying. But I, I, I'm no, not I saying these saying. people. No, no, I'm true. not saying these people aren't great. But I'm saying, you know. They don't have that one like, oh, he's, even if you didn't know who they were, you could be like. Yeah. Well, it'd be kind of hard for you. But like, yeah, Michael Jackson, Thriller. Exactly. Because like when you travel overseas, like the, the people know. Um, actually, you know what? My friend Josh and his dad have this conversation mm-hmm. about who's in the cloud. Mm-hmm. And this is basically like, no matter where you go in the world, no matter how old you are, no matter how young they are, they're going to know who these people are. So exactly. when I was in Indonesia, we were talking to the guy and we showed him who Future was. And he didn't know who the hell Future was. Right. Nicki Minaj didn't know who the hell he was. Right. Or she was. Excuse me. No disrespect. <laughs> um, but you know, like Michael Jackson, he's like, oh yeah, Thriller and Beat It. You know, and you know, and then you're right like, the you know, Beyonce, you know, Jay Z, you know, Elvis and Prince, obviously. But right. No, I, I see what you're saying. It's 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 weird. I, I've just been thinking about that recently. Yeah. It's like even these, even though we love these artists, and we're getting off the question, but even though we <laughs> hey, love these artists, need this show, I feel yeah. like that. You know, it's crazy that you know they. I don't know if they're going to be cross-generational. I feel like they will be, but it's going to be hard to explain to our kids, like, Drake was this guy. Yeah, but you can't really, not, you can't not really go to, like, the first song that I thought of, which is stupid, but it was YOLO. Like, You Only Live Once, but, like, yeah. even that wasn't a great song, but, like, he was the first he person to really, to really say that acronym. Yeah. Like, you only live, like, and so, you know, that, and that was, like, a movement. It was. Like, niggas it was. was wearing that on shirts, like, <laughs> yeah. those, like glasses yeah. and hats. People yeah. were doing stupid shit. Exactly, man. Um, See, I mean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, for me, Shake That Monkey is definitely in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, Blow the like, Whistle, short. man. Blow the, blow the oh, Whistle. And then uh, Juvenile. Back that, that ass up. Oh, my gosh. I think those Never are my, die. I think those are my... Yeah. Do you think that uh, songs kind of like in this day and age, too, with hashtags and social network and all that stuff, have made like returns? Just how the hell did like... Have you heard the whole like Fabo... Mm-hmm. Tatted up is back now, like the yeah. tatted up challenge or whatever. Yeah. And then I feel like Swag Surf not died, but it definitely was underground for a while. Right. That was like an exclusive like HBCU thing. And the HBCUs took it back, and right. now it's back in the club. Man, I mean, you right. know, for the most part. But right. right. Do you feel like Do you feel like social network has has grown to make songs like regionally pop in versus like world pop and like even if it's like. Yeah. Like, do you play fabulous in your mix? Yeah, you do. Yeah, oh, of course, well, man. Yeah. I, I think um, I think the internet is one of the greatest things that ever happened to like music in a way because Backspeed. you know it's 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 so it's so cross generational now where you know I think this is the way people are finding out you know not to explain to their kids to say you know Michael Jackson had Thriller I think you know your kids will find it on the internet before you do mm. and it'll be because of some trend that it'll be 
because of Fortnite that, you know, oh my you, you know, you see the Thriller dance and they're like, you know, what's that? They'll probably find out before you do through the internet. And I, and I think it's a beautiful thing, though, like, you know, that we're living in such an age where it moves so fast and information just moves so fast. It's it's the best, worst thing to come. That's very true. <laughs> One day it'll be the end of all of us, but I, oh my God. while we're in it, I absolutely love it. I just hope I'm 104 when that happens. I hope so, too. Uh, <laughs> next big question yeah. uh, that I have uh, about DJing. Mm-hmm. Top five pet peeves as a mm. DJ. Okay. I just I interviewed a barber earlier. Shout out to Art Arthur Knox yeah. over at Universal Barber College, and he told me the top five pet peeves of a barber. Um, I want to hear top five pet peeves of a DJ now. Um, I'm not gonna say sound requests are bad, but when you show up to the club at 10 o'clock, fam, we we're not gonna play the most popping song ever, okay? And that's just that's just how it goes. I don't think people understand that when you walk into the club, we not we not gonna play the new single that just just came out. We are gonna wait till a couple more other more people get there. So early song requests, and especially terrible song requests. Like <laughs> we, I'm, I, this isn't your iPod. I know you want to hear some new stuff. Um, Have you ever bent your set for the right tip just uh, to play a trash song? Um, there have been situations. Okay. There have been situations. Not situa- confirmed nor denied. Yeah. I respect it. <laughs> there I have been situations. Uh, I'm not going out of my way to play, uh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you don't I don't, do I don't even Shout know. Shout out to National One Hit Wonder Day. Yeah. I see it's today. Yeah. You've been- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I would say one of my pet peeves is just... Uh, you know, whack requests. One of my pet peeves is definitely drunk people. Um, drunk people are always fun to be around when you're drunk too. But when you're working um, and you're, you know, trying to get into your craft, and, and you know, you're this is my job. You know, this is my, this is my. You're tapping me on my shoulder. You're pulling my pocket. Just trying to, you know, or the the worst line in the world is, "Hey, teach me how to DJ." Fam, I'm, I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> I'm Go working. YouTube show. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm working. I'm working. Or you know. Even even little stuff. I feel like it's cool to dap and hug in the club, but fam, you you see me mixing, you're, you you want to hug me? Fam? I I need my hands. I need my hands. So uh, just little things like that, man. Just little things like that get on my nerves. But I've I've learned and I've seen it all. So I, I try to, you know, I, I brush a lot of that stuff off, man. You so see it every day. So okay. And one more question for that. Um, we have a a lot of trends now, or at least it's to me, it's starting to become more aware. That we have more and more "quote unquote" celebrity DJs, yeah, um, like Shaquille, Shaq, you yeah. know, going to festivals. DJ yeah. Paris Hilton, oh, man. I forget her name. <laughs> um, and you know, a lot of these, like, I don't want to, whatever, call it whatever you want. It's say it loud, kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> you know, like a lot of five minute DJs, a lot yeah. of five minute celebrity DJs. So, like, do you feel like that's disrespect to the craft because they're using their their name? over their the art or willing to put in the artwork or do you feel like there are those type of celebrity djs that are actual good djs as well as their name if that makes sense it does it does um i feel like it's it's both it's a give and take or thing like you know um i don't think that nba was ever mad at and one for you know kind of doing that thing shout out bro shout out to my (laughs) uncle my uncle was the head coach of that right see all day you know and i don't think you know i don't i don't don't think they were ever mad at them doing their thing but i you know it's 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 a give and take i think it's stupid you know if you if you've already got a claim to fame and then you're like i just want to pick up a little side project and it is it's, it's disrespectful in the way that you don't take time or anybody you know you don't take time to take something that other people take really seriously or you know you're just going to use the money that you have to 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 make yourself name you know you know to make something pop or different things like that it's 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 disrespectful in that way but i think when people take their time and 
you know, they learn to they learn to respect other people in it, and um, they learn the craft. It, different things like that will 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 make it respectable in a way. Mm. So I don't think it's too much disrespect. I don't I don't let it harp on me too much. Um, it's not that deep. No, it, it's it's really not. But I I could see it does it does bother a lot of people. Um, it is a big thing, especially in the DJ community, to just be like, oh, I'm about to retire for like a shack or somebody, and I, oh, I think I want a DJ. And it's not, it's not that simple, you know. Um, it, but I, it doesn't hurt. It's not that deep. Kuna <laughs> Matata. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, and last one, but not least, one more question about it. I know that was my last, but this is my last question about yeah. it. Um, damn, I had a really good... Oh, who is somebody who you're like, man, I would love to just be on tour with them. Kind of just, not only just the DJ, but just be a creative artist, like behind the scenes or get in the studio with, um, you know, as a DJ now. And being in the music and hearing it or hearing trends or I don't know how your ears are you know mm. when it comes to like picking up on notes and stuff like that but like who's one artist or even one group that uh, you're like man I'd love to just be in that environment with them um I'm gonna I'm gonna go with like two people for this question okay so and they're and I hope they're listening yeah <laughs> we're, gonna get to that. we're gonna get to that that level man I, I hope they are too but um these two people I think I've watched grow, even though, you know, I feel like a lot of people say this, but I've, I've got to watch them grow ever since they were, I went to their first shows, but I would definitely do like a J. Cole, like Ooh. the whole Dreamville camp, just because I feel like they're creative in ways, and not even like specifically J. Cole, like everybody in his camp from Boss to uh, J.I.D. is like, you know, like just crazy creative people that use the instrumentation because that's something I fell in love with as well. Um, use their instrumentation as well as their lyrics as, as well as you know trap beats and different things like that um, that bring into this generation and then I'll say another camp uh, the TDE whole like whole camp is beautiful you know what Woo. I'm saying like every everything that they're doing is amazing um, and I, I think it would be dope to learn from them not you know not that I, I would even want to be like in it I think to be in their presence and to learn something to see the creative process behind what they do is would be amazing just to be in the camp yeah just to be you know around greatness i feel it <laughs> what's going on everybody thank you so much for hanging in there for another episode on this podcast i want to get everybody's story on there maybe you have a story maybe you know somebody who has a story but i want to get them on here i need your help reach out to me let me know who needs to be on this next also if you have a company or something you want to advertise let me know i got you Closed mouths don't get fed, but until then, let's get it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Say It Loud podcast. This is DJ Take Two taking over. No, <laughs> taking over for the nine. Got way too, taking over for the nine nine and two thousand. He got real comfortable. Yeah, down there. man. But I let him. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's my DJ. It's eight o'clock. Um, thank you. It is eight o'clock p.m. While we're listening to this, I forgot to turn it off. Whatever. That's all good. Um, but you know, he's been doing my my intro now for two, technically two and a half seasons. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and, and this this bond is a dope. Just to see him grow to where he is and. And to see it and to be on your Instagram and just to see who's connecting with you. And literally Jerry Payne, also known as Jerry Savannah, <laughs> yeah. the same man, but in two different ways of life. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And we were just talking about um, offline, talking about a concept of like, you know, the reach out and the outreach and the network. And uh, I kind of wanted you just to, to share it again because that 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 just resonates. So Tyler and I used to, uh, you know, like kind of challenge each other on Instagram mm-hmm. to motivate people. Um, and he would he would say a motivating thing, and then I would like piggyback off his and be like, you know, Tyler said this, and this is what I want you guys to do this week, or you know, just be very vulnerable and show yeah. people, um, you know, that it's okay to be vulnerable and okay to be open and stuff like that. So, but 
before I go off on a huge soapbox, <laughs> kind of, you know, just like you said about reaching up versus reaching down. And- oh, man. Um, so I, I just have this concept about uh, I've been trying to, you know, incorporate into my own life. I think reaching out is a lot more prosperous than reaching up. You know, because when you reach up, you know, it's, it's it's like climbing a ladder. You know, when you when you go up, you can only you can fall so far down. But, you know, when you go outward, when you're reaching out, when you, you know, instead of connecting it, it's all over the place. But when I, I don't want to try to connect with J. Cole, like that's not my that's not my goal. You know what I'm saying? I would rather connect with you and then connect with Bryce and then connect with Jerry and then connect with Ryan and then connect with, you know what I'm saying? And together we could, we could be J. Cole. We could be better than J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? But I think what a lot of people, what a lot of people try to do is they look at artists and they're like, all right, I want to work for that artist. I want to do that. And that's, that's fine. That's all inspirational. But when you have people around you that are doing great things, um, or, or, you know, you have connections that you're not using, you know, I I don't think you're going to get very far reaching up you know reaching for the stars in that in that type of way you're not reaching for something tangible you know to me but i think connecting and using your connections and using my connections we can get there you know Literally. what i'm saying you know I, th- I think that's a lot better i kind of want him to go on go in and, and speak about that um and just talk about like you said uh you know hashtag support is free yeah um, man. yes you know, and the and the things that i've seen you do from um i forget i'm sorry what it couple fit couple fit yes couple fit um, you know, doing the radio stuff, going out to different bars and clubs, uh, helping people open up events, yeah, um, yeah. and you know that just comes from networking. Um, where do you where do you see, um, you know, your craft taking you in this present time right now? Um, and you ain't gotta give us all the the, the <laughs> secrets, the G fourteen classifieds. Yeah, um, you know, you could be very very uh, top shelf with it. You don't have to go too deep. Nah, you know what's crazy is 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 I don't know, and I I kind of. What's weird is other people pride themselves on knowing, like, what's my next step? I pride myself on not knowing because it, it gives me a sense of adrenaline. It gives me it gives me more of a rush, you know, to say, you know, I I might not make it, but that's OK. Like, that's that's perfectly fine. I think people pride themselves on, on way too much and saying, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to. do, And you, you don't. Failing is OK. Mm. failing is perfectly fine Same but I, I i think it's like i think it's you know getting yourself up it's patting yourself on the back and saying like all right what's next let's do something else what's next i think you know you keep moving forward that's that's really the best thing you could do is to keep moving forward and that's what i pride myself on so you know whether i wake up tomorrow and you know god forbid I lose my job. I was about to say, you lose your hands, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we're not going to go that yeah, no. My hands just fell off when I woke up. Yeah, you feel me? But, you know, I wake up tomorrow and God forbid I lose my job. I, you know, I, I always talk, say, my, say to myself, like, okay, what's next? What's next? What else can I do? Who else can I reach out to? Maybe Jordan has a job for me. You know, maybe, you know, maybe Jerry has a job for me. Maybe I can move to L.A. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? I can, you know, it's always, expanding. Always. It's expanding yourself in those ways to, to you know. Not set yourself up for failure. What is what is the art of DJing um, or being like I called them earlier, a social influencer? And I'll get to that after this question. Um, what is being a DJ and you know networking and being at this point in your life right now um, taught you about life? Um, I think it's taught me to think outside the box. You know, whether I'm whether I'm doing a mix for your podcast, whether I'm, you know, mixing outside the club or what, you know, whether I'm mixing, doesn't matter where I'm mixing or who I'm meeting or who I'm in the presence of. I think it's taught me to think outside the box because what happens is, 
is especially especially in the music industry or or even in the world, you know, you don't want to have the same idea and you don't want to be you don't want to be a, a carbon copy of somebody else. Mm. That's the worst thing you can do is be a carbon copy is, you know, you walk into an interview and nothing sets you apart from anybody else. You know, I think I think that's probably one of my greatest fears is to be like, okay, he's nice, but he reminds me of such and such. I don't want to remind anybody of anybody. I want to, I want to be the best Tyler Cole. I want to be the best DJ Take Two I can ever be, you know, to say that Tyler is different, to say that DJ Take Two is different, to say that I bring different things to the table is, is you know, something I take pride in or, you know, I always try to do. Speaking of uh, taking pride, um, you know, you have a little sister and you have family and all that. Yeah. Um, shout out to the little sis. Man, shout, shout out to my little sister. My little sister is probably the, the funniest person I know. On on Instagram, by far, featuring on Take Two's Instagram. Yeah, yes. the, one of the I, I would definitely say that. Um, you know, family's a huge thing. Like you said, the grind and the passion of your mom. Um, and then, you know, just this, like your sister doing great things. Your dad's still doing great things, being honored at different things like that. Yeah. Um, what is what is the legacy of Tyler when you when you think about or you know you don't have to think too far forward but what's a legacy that you know you you want when you uh, leave this world or you want to be honored for in, in you know decades to come? Um, I, I think it's I think it's for hard work. I, I definitely want to touch as many people as I can and, and you know um, influence as many people as I can. But I think um, I think when I have kids or whatever, I, I want it to be that. You know, I instilled I instilled hard work and in, in, in that failure is you know okay. That is that it's you know it's gonna happen. It's inevitable. But I, I think I want to leave the legacy that you know I was one a good person um, all around. You know I never want to do harm to anybody. But two that I, I was always a hard worker. Like no matter what I did, whether I'm scrubbing the floors or whether I'm you know DJing for Roscoe Dash, it doesn't matter. I want I want to be the hardest worker ever. You know, I, I don't I don't want anybody to be like, all right, he took a day off and eh, it was OK. It was mediocre. Whether no matter what I step into, I wanted to be like, you know, I woke up every day and I, I gave him my best. The Prince Akeem theory right there. Yeah. The Prince. Well, I mean, you know, Prince Akeem from coming to yeah, America. Man, yeah. He took pride in mopping the hell out of me. Exactly. That's right? what I'm saying. You know, I wanted <laughs> to be the cleanest of the cleanest clothes. A um, few more questions and we'll end this out. Um, yeah. Man. <clears throat> your social network, your Instagram. Yeah. Uh, all the way from motivational stuff to the, the, the funniest, like, where did you find this, uh, <laughs> days, moods. Um, can you walk us through drive by faith, not by sight? Oh, man. Uh, and why your car never has more than 35 miles before E. Man, I am. Um, because I know you're not struggling not, like that. I'm not. That's, <laughs> cra- that's the crazy part. But I have, to, I live, too. I have to live like that. I have to like it's a, it's a, it's a must. I, you know it's I, I think it's something I pride myself on. Probably why I'll never be super rich is that I I continuously live like I'm broke forever. You know what I'm the saying? Frugal life. Yeah, the frugal life. I promise my gas tank will will ride out until you know I maybe really run out of gas when God bless it's never happened. I was just about it, to ask. It, is, on wood. it is never happened. We got real wood behind. Yeah, us, it has never happened yet. But I, I promise I will ride my gas tank out. But it's it's something I I pride myself on because not just like not that it's fun for Instagram or whatever, <laughs> but like literally it's I, humbling. I yeah it's it's humbling. I like I literally like to just you know I walk by faith. You know I just every day I'm like all right. 
I don't I don't know what's going to come next. You don't see it's, how low it can it go. Really, it's, it's really like my life. I really don't know what's going to come next. I might run out of gas. I might not. I might not make it to my destination. But, you know, either way, either I fail, either I'm really going to make it. But that's, you know, that's kind of my life. And this, <laughs> I'm is, okay. this is really weird, but I promise you I'm sober as hell. But uh, has it ever bugged you, like even OCD-wise or just normal, that E comes before F, but your gas tank goes to E <laughs> on empty? Because I was going to make a joke about, like, you let, your, you let the meter go past E, oh, but then yeah. after E comes F. Does that ever bug you? That just, nah. pissed, that just pissed me no, off. No, that really? That, that, that just hit me right now. Me off, that hit me. Nonetheless, I'm sorry. I never thought about this it. This is Moroccan mint tea. Man, but, yo. Um, I want to turn, no, my bad. Let me turn this back around for <laughs> your last question. Um, one thing I always want people to do is uh, write a letter um, to themselves or, you know, to somebody and uh, I think for your letter, I want you to write to um, owning an entertainment business yeah. and writing to your junior employees, kind of like a welcome to, you know, blankety blank blank enterprise, ENT, whatever it may be, uh, mm-hmm. younger people who look up to you. What would your letter say? Man, you know what's funny is before I even say that is the people I work with now, um, I think that's it's a small inspiration line because the people I work with now call me uh they have an abbreviation for me it's tcp tyler cole Productions. so like they they see me as a music entity like i own Come on, man. and i don't even you know that's not something i came up with but it is something now that i like now that they spoke it i'm like maybe i could do it anyways say um, loud podcast presents <laughs> tcp you know <laughs> one day one day one day but um i think uh, writing to my employees i would definitely say um um you know, I, I would kind of open with something crazy and be like, you're, you're going to fail. <laughs> you know, I would I would open with something like that and say, but it's OK. You know, you're, you're going to fail, but it's OK. Um, I'm writing you this letter to let you know to not give up, um, um, to continue on your path, to keep on striving for greatness. Um, this is, you know, especially if you're an employee of mine, this is going to be the best experience of your life, you know. It might be the worst, but I hope that you can take away something great, you know, within the experience itself. I hope that you learn something. If, if all else fails, if I fail you, I hope that, you know, I've taught you something from my failure. You know, I, I hope that I've taught you something from my success. But, you know, I, I, I just hope that you learn something. From, you know, learn from my mistakes. Um, look up to my successes, but definitely learn from my mistakes. TCP out and just like that we have it man man. we made it through another episode I wanted to say once again thank you so much for not only uh, being a part of behind the scenes but just being a part of the the motivation you know listening and and letting me know that things are good and stuff like that a lot of times it's it's the small things that I appreciate that I don't care if I don't if I don't get 10,000 views and and crazy stuff like that but Mm. I care about the one-on-one interactions so sitting down with people you know like I told you I always learn something yeah. And uh, I think one of the biggest things that uh, I have to reset myself to know or learn is to reach out rather than reach up or reach down, yeah. which isn't always a good thing or a bad thing. But, yeah, man. You know, just to connect. So, but the floor is yours, man. Let us know how we can stay connected. Any events you have coming up, anything yeah. like that. Um, I got some good things on the horizon that I'm praying on. Always pray for me. Um, but stay connected, man. All my social networks are at DJ Take Two. I think my Twitter is Go DJ Take Two. Um, there's somebody named DJ Take Two, and they haven't given me the name yet. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Everything's at DJ Take Two. That's uh, DJ T A K E, and then the number two. And I always gotta say, man, if if you have a project, if you're listening, if you have a project, if you're a painter, if you're an artist, if you're a designer, 
reach out to me. I'm always the first one to support. Uh, Kaylee had paintings. I was Shout like, out Kaylee. Yeah, yeah, I was like, man, I'll, I'll buy a painting. And she was like, you know, these are something that she just made. After what I was like, if this is something that you want to do, I'll buy a painting. You know, um, if you're an artist and you have music, send me music. If you have a podcast, Shout out to Lewis. Yeah, man, yeah, exactly. If, if you have a podcast, you need to make it. I'll do the podcast. You know, I'm super down Facts. for every single thing. If you have t-shirts, if you make it extrovert, I was like. When I saw the hat, I hey was man, like, how do I, Man, I, I got my whole package coming out here, man. <laughs> I was like, man, how do, how do I get in tune? So I absolutely love staying in tune with the people. Um, I, I love being a, a street ambassador in different ways. So definitely, man, if you, if you have a project or you know anybody that has a project, reach out to me. I'm super glad to support. I'll be the first one in line at your art gallery. I'll be the first one in line for your mixtape to... First one in line for your podcast. I'm 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 here for it all. For us, and you have a SoundCloud as well, also, or is that do you still are you still active on that one? I am. Okay. I am. Uh, I'll put out more mixes really really soon. I think um, I fell off a little bit. I put and out then one. You got busy. You yeah, didn't fall off. I, yeah, you know, you got busy. But uh, I want to put out more mixes just to display my craft um, and give people something fun to listen to. I know music, you know, moves so fast nowadays that you know you everybody wants to listen to their own Spotify, iTunes, title, whatever, whatever. But um, I, I like to provide mixes for people just to enjoy, especially maybe like around the holidays. A little you know, boot up yeah, season. You know, yeah, man. Like, yeah. It's cuffing season right about now. Cuffing season. <laughs> Might yeah. be cuffed by the time you hear this. So, you know. I, hey, by the grace of God. But anyways, you know, <laughs> nonetheless, it is another episode of Say Loud Podcast. My guy, Take Two, yes. Tyler Cole, thank you so much for uh, taking some time off thank and you, uh, coming man. down to sit with us. If you were listening, thank you so much. Thank you for all the support and love throughout these seasons as we continue on. I continue to promise to give you everything I got, give you new people. hope you learn something. hope you don't learn something. I hope you just are able to spread it to the next person, if not. Amen. Um, until the next one, I just want you guys to stay black and stay woke.